Dr. Mike here is a whole person approach to treating cancer better than conventional therapy alone? My guest says yes. Stay tuned. This is Live Forever-ish with Michael A. Smith, MD. Here's Dr. Mike. So, you know, conventional cancer therapy focuses a lot on the disease, really, not so much the person. And I understand that, right? A lot of research has gone into the cancer cell and how that cell divides and how to stop that division and all that kind of stuff. And um, But the whole person approach has kind of been left out of that equation. And that might be one of the reasons the outcome with conventional therapy isn't always that great. My guest today is Dr. Lee Conley. She is the founder and medical director of the Center for New Medicine and the Cancer Center for Healing. She's the author of The Cancer Revolution, a groundbreaking program to reverse and prevent cancer. Dr. Conley, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So as an expert in the field, right, in the field of cancer therapy, can you just give us your expert assessment of conventional cancer therapy? Is it as good as it can be? Well, absolutely not, unfortunately. If we look at Nixon declared war 50 years ago and the survival rates are five-year survival rates are 2.3, 2.0%. Utilizing the conventional therapies of surgery or chemo or radiation or some combination thereof. Even for Hodgkin's lymphoma where chemotherapy is a is a very good treatment. It's only forty percent. So, mm, so we wow. ha- we must. We now know that we must add these other different uh, lifestyle interventions. Even the World Health Organization says that the cause of cancer is eating and lifestyle. And there isn't a doctor that addresses eating and lifestyle with any patients because I know because I see patients from all over the world. Our entire clinic does, and no patient will enter. No doctor will entertain the patient and how they eat and how they live. So uh, we know, though, that there are... And then medicine is changing literally every second, every minute. So we have new things, new discoveries coming down the pike all the time, and we as physicians need to be open-minded to all these new uh, discoveries. And a lot of these patients, they don't have time for a clinical trial or a study or something like that. These patients need these treatments now. And that, so that brings us then to what you call the whole person approach. Describe what that means to you a little bit. Well, it's interesting. It doesn't matter what the label is, Dr. Mike. It's that we all as physicians need to address the whole person. And what is the whole person? Well, that's their mind, their body, their emotions, their physical well-being, everything, what they do, how they live. So when we see a patient, there isn't anything that we don't address. Obviously, you can't address whole body health care in the first visit. You're gonna, it's going to take you know several visits to peel the onion of each person. But if you're, let's say, a person doesn't sleep, for example, if they don't sleep, they sleep two hours or they sleep four hours and it's broken up. Well, that person's not going to get well just just by sleeping, not sleeping. Okay, if their diet consists of eating at fast food places every day, then that patient is probably not going to fare as well as somebody who really starts eating, you know, vegetables and, and whole, you know, real food, all right? 
And then if someone is stressed all the time, let's say let's say they're a caregiver for their mother who has dementia, who's 80 years of age and lives with her, and she takes consumes her entire life. In fact, a lot of the studies show that the a year and a half before, if the patient was taking care of a loved one, you know their risk of cancer is much higher. So, so we as physicians need to dissect and examine the tapestry of every single person to see, not to mention their blood work, their nutritional deficiencies, their hormones, their toxins, their gut. I mean, all of these things. There isn't anything. We are very, very complicated trillion cell beings that need to be completely addressed, not to mention the emotional, mental, spiritual facets of a person. Right, right, right. And so that's that whole person approach that makes complete sense to me. And I think it's it's beginning to make more sense to some of the conventional oncologists. Not, I think we got a long way to go still, but I think it's starting to make more sense. As a matter of fact, uh, a famous prostate cancer uh, expert, Dr. Stephen Strum, he's, he's written some stuff for the Life Extension magazine. You know, he took, what was it, like stage four terminal prostate cancer patients. There's nothing else conventional therapy could do. And he simply put them on a better diet, and many of them lived way longer than expected, just simply eating better, right? <laughs> I mean, a simple thing like that. So I, 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 I love the direction that you're going. Now, in your book... The Cancer Revolution, which, uh, by the way, is available at Amazon.com, also available at the CancerCenterForHealing.com. You you make a compelling point um, about the connection between toxins and cancer. Can you explain that, that connection for us? Right. Well, first of all, you know, you said earlier about the food part. Okay, so the food is what, you know, how do you, how you feed every cell it is critical. Now we are in a, a, a plethora sea of toxins, whether it's electromagnetic fields, whether it's food additives, whether it's gasoline, whether it's plastic, whether it's the medication you're taking, the water, the air we breathe, everything. We are inundated. And the world is in a plague of cancer because whatever's going on in China or India happens over here. Whatever's going on in Japan with Fukushima eventually gets here. So one of the single greatest things that anyone can do is start cleaning up their bodies. And so, I mean, and you can do simple little things, at starting with your eating, eating foods that can cleanse your body, okay, just green, green juicing, um, broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, all these different things, doing a green powder every day, something like that. And then you can start, you could do on your own, you can do, uh, baths, uh, you know, purification baths, which would be Epsom salts and baking soda and clay. And, and you can do oil pulling. You can do all these little things. I tell people self-care is going to be the new health care because we can't afford the health care we are doing today. We cannot. It's, it, we spend twice as much as any other country in the world, but we rank 50th in the world. So how does that make sense? So the money we're spending is in the, all the wrong direction. So, uh, you know, you can do liver cleanses. So cleansing is probably the single greatest thing anyone could be doing to protect their health today, besides what they put in their mouth and their body. Well, you gave a lot of good suggestions there in terms of, you know, you, I find it interesting that when you were talking about the the, the foods, the, the nutrition super, superstars, you mentioned a lot of the cruciferous vegetables. Can you tell us a little bit about why cruciferous vegetables um, can play such an important role in preventing and even maybe treating some cancers. 
Well, we know that these the, those particular foods, if you look at garlic and onions, are probably uh, one of the, the top uh, anti-cancer foods, along with kale and broccoli and uh, uh, Brussels sprouts. Those are vegetables that contain uh, cancer-fighting properties and cleansing properties all at the same time. So we can eat we can eat all these things that can totally enhance the functionality of our liver and uh, the way that the the chemical reactions take place in our body. So I mean, people, I tell people, just eating onions, garlic, and leek. Leek is another one that is beautiful. That's anti-cancer, and you just you know you can make a spread, you can make anything, and just incorporate things or one of those things every day. Uh, so these are just beautiful anti-cancer, but purifying, uh, purifying treatments at the same time, purifying right. foods. So in the spirit of this, you know, the whole person approach, whole body approach, what, is there anything coming down the line in terms of like cutting edge treatments that you think show a lot of promise? Right. Uh, there's a lot of them. Okay. So first of all, um, the most important thing is, uh, assessing per- a person from the beginning. Do a complete panoramic blood work. For example, if patients have high hemoglobin A1C, which is a reflection of your blood sugar over 90 days, you have higher predisposition of cancer. And then cancer is a sugar-loving, low-oxygen, acidic environment. So we have to change the milieu of the cell, which is the cell how it's living in. And so when you do blood work, so if your patient has high inflammation, which is CRP, we know that that's an environment for cancer. If they have low vitamin D, so and and no, unfortunately, very few doctors around the country, because I see patients from all over the world, do they check hemoglobin A1C, CRP, and vitamin D, which are routine blood tests that should be done right. on every single person. And so, just those things to start out with are 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 important. Then, you know, we always, I tell people the three E's that I address the first visit uh, and, and have the, my staff. It's eating, energy, and emotions. So you've got to learn how to, uh, you, you need to understand the science of food and how it's going to work for you. Number two, if you have energy blockages in the body, we know that we are a biofield full of all kind of energetic frequencies. So if you have blockages in your body, you cannot heal. Then emotion, we know now, as of last year, that we have PET scan images that show the parahippocampus is basically paralyzed in function if we have an emotional trauma. Well, just getting diagnosed with cancer is an emotional trauma. And once that's resolved, we know. So there, we have de- several different emotional techniques that we use that are cutting edge. Then as far as treatments, okay, well, of course, most people have heard of IV vitamin C, but we know how IV vitamin C kills cancer. We use mistletoe. Mistletoe has been used all over the world to, to help cancer basically prevent for uh, immune enhancement, metastasis, cutting off the blood supply. Then there's another IV that we use is salicinium. Said salicinium is a vegetable glycome. It's only been available since 2011. And basically, it turns that anaerobic cell into an aerobic non-cancer cell. Then, as far as we do lymphatic drainage, we have several different cutting-edge machines that do lymphatic drainage. People, don't, Your lymph is where you remove garbage out of your body. It's four times greater than your blood circulation. Then we do have, we have a brand-new laser light from Germany 
light is going to be the cutting-edge treatment for, for all kinds of things, whether it's joint regeneration, cancer. It has different wavelengths mm, yeah. of light that do different things. You can do it IV and or in the particular area of the abnormality. Um, we do PMF, pulsed electromagnetic field. It has a thousand PubMed studies on it that raises the frequency of every cell. We use sound therapy. We use uh, hyperbaric oxygen. So we incorporate more, different kinds of IV depending, because now I tell people there's, no, there's not so much guessing in medicine. There's roadmaps that you can develop based upon testing. I use a lab in Greece that's been around for about 14 years, RGCC, and what they do is they check what chemo works, what natural things work, yeah, right. what exotic drugs, like all these different new drugs, that w- whether they work or don't work. And I tell people there's nothing perfect about any lab or anything, but it's better than guessing. And circulating tumor cells are the future of medicine. That's what's responsible for 95% of metastasis. So if you have not addressed that, the definition of cure In the oncology books, as of today, as of 2012, is you have remission and or cure when the circulating tumor cells are zero or close to zero. Right. So, but unfortunately- a lot of people don't even check that. No, no one checks it. And in fact, if the patients go to their doctor, they go, oh, no, you know, I heard about it, but, but, you know, we don't know enough about it. Well, I'm like, no, there's just tons and tons and tons of literature (laughs) worldwide about this. I just got back from Baden-Baden and Medicine Week. Well, how come every single lecturer talked about that? So, so it's, it's, uh, it's where we're, we've got to be, the doctors today need to be open-minded. We see a lot of stage four cancer patients, but they don't have time for a clinical trial. We've got to go for helping them any way we can without hurting the patient. The key thing is we've got to get away from hurting and damaging the patient. Now, the only thing that yeah. we do, you talked about treatments, is IPT, insulin potentiation therapy with chemo. So that's using a low-dose chemo, chemo using that are selected by the testing, and then we use insulin as the Trojan horse to bring that chemo into the cancer into cell, this, yeah, preserving right. your n- normal cells. Yeah. So, yeah. so well, there's fa- so much fascinating, that the right? Yeah. Do. Yeah, I, I got I do, one yeah. of the things that I, I find, um, Dr. Keneally, that's really, I think, um, and you kind of touched on this a little bit that, you know, conventional therapy really just focuses on, you know, killing the cancer cell itself, stopping the division of the cancer cell. And those drugs are very toxic. We know that. Um, interesting new research is looking at, well, forget the cancer cell. What about the environment that the cancer cell lives in? You mentioned some things like inflammation and, you know, acidity and all that kind of stuff. And I know there's some pretty decent research showing if I change that environment, I can control the cancer. I don't even have to worry about the cancer cells. So I think there's so much that we're learning and, and it's fascinating to see that there are doctors like you that are actually bringing this stuff into clinical practice today. What do you think it's going to take to get more oncologists to do the stuff you do? The patients, the patients are driving. They are the driving force in patients changing. And patients are demanding a different level of care. They're seeking out doctors, whether it's a nutritionist or functional integrative medicine doctors who know this stuff and are interested in this stuff because patients have seen a loved one, their parent, an aunt, a sister, a brother, go through the grueling aspect and maiming of conventional therapy. And they're like, no, I don't want to do that. I hear this every day. So so people are demanding another way of getting cared right. for. And, you know, people are traveling 
other places in the world, Michael. This is the problem, is we are losing patients to other parts of the world, whether it's Germany or Austria or some of these other countries that are doing all of what I'm talking about. And so we've got to, the doctors just have to learn that this is this is the new way of doing things. And it's not new. Actually, it's not new because I've been right, practicing right. 31 years. And this is, I've had a nutritionist in my office for 31 years. So, so <laughs> this is not new, but it's here yeah. to stay. And whether we, we could be talking about dementia, we could be talking about cancer, we can talk about diabetes. All of these include significant lifestyle and emotional changes that yeah. all doctors need to know. They don't necessarily have to do it all themselves. They can get people who are experts in those areas. But doctors need to know how to examine the blood work and, like you said, change the environment of the cell. Get these patients purified. Get these patients non-acidic. Right, right. Get them alkaline. All these things. And it's, uh, you know, the, it's, it's not that complicated. It sounds complicated, but it's not complicated. And uh, you can walk your patient through this, and the patient will feel tremendously awesome. better in a very, very short period of time. And the most if important thing, it does not harm the patient. Yeah, that's important because we know that's the big thing with conventional therapy, right? <laughs> These are toxins that people right. are that taking. Is, well, doses, we now right? know that the third yeah. leading cause of death in this country is the it is the yeah. the <laughs> with doctors, drugs, et cetera, from Johns Hopkins. So, so we've yeah. got to look at this and say, okay, we're doing something wrong. Right, right. So if you want to learn more about uh, the techniques and, and how to approach cancer, if this is something you're dealing with, or maybe you're just interested in staying healthy and, and prevention is key for you, go check out cancercenterforhealing.com. You can also check out Dr. Keneally's book there, The Cancer Revolution. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Fantastic work. Thank you for what you're doing. I'd love to have you come back on. You're listening to Live Foreverish. For more podcasts, please visit liveforeverish.com. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.